Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. This is the show within the show. This is the show about the show. The PGP. And we're glad that you downloaded it. You can always download the PGP on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted. Also, it's available on our website, daoncbs.com. And if I haven't mentioned this before, hear me out. The brand new website's really good. They've redesigned it. It looks really good, and it's easily searchable for all the audio you want to hear. So if you go to daoncbs.com, you'll see all of the shows plus a big link for the Permission Granted Podcasts. So you can just listen to it on your desktop, on your laptop, whatever it is that you search the internet on. I think it's probably mobile-friendly as well. So for your phone, so check it out. That's daoncbs.com. Mraz joins me now, and this is the first side A I feel like we're doing together in a while. Pre-suspension? Has it been that long? I believe so. Oh, oh no, I, I did have the one initially after suspension quickly and then sat out last week. That's right. So I've done like one of the last five side A's. Because I did Ike last week, Ike being the producer of the Amy Hours, the After Hours with Amy Lawrence show. It's been sparingly for me here in side A since Burpgate. Sparingly. 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 Belchgate, yes. It was so a burp, not a belch. I want to start with <laughs> Friday. Coming up on Friday, I'll be eating the the hot salsa. Death by Salsa with Robbie Rosenhaus. Because Finally, because nobody knows how to stretch something out like we do. Yeah, I know. We really soak everything for what it's worth. I mean, the, the NCAA tournament's going to be two weeks old, <laughs> or two weeks over past before I finally get there. But I was the, the worst men's bracket, and Robbie was the worst women's bracket. Oh, no, I was the worst men's bracket. And then, so I ultimately have to eat. And then Bogish won the women's bracket, and so he got to pick who eats. And that's going to be Robbie Rosenhaus. Rosenhaus has also spread this thing out and said he couldn't come in until Friday to eat with us. And it also should be noted that Rosenhaus had his chance to get out of this by participating in the women's bracket and did not. Right. So he really should be eating. That's right. So, yeah, he said he was going to do it. He did not do it. And so now he's screwed. And he finally got back to you. And I didn't want him to weasel out because I was going to eat it by myself on Tuesday. And it was going to be, I'm sure, crazy hot. It was going to burn my mouth off. And I was like, if I do this before he comes in to do it, he might just not come in. He might duck it. Of course. Because I got a, I got a feeling that Rosenhaus is a little bit of a wussy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do think that. Okay. At least that's on the record. As far as gives kind of the mantra that maybe he'd be a little tougher. I think him leaving that NFC Championship game, not to get too in-depth, the Rosenhaus showed his colors. If he was really a tough guy, he stands in there. By leaving, you are a wussy. Well, maybe he was asked to to get the women and children out of a hostile environment in Philadelphia. I just think when push comes to shove, him doing something that could hurt himself, I don't think he's got that that toughness. And I, I don't care. I mean, I, I know that... I put my name on the line. I've got to do this. Uh, the and days and poundings of fast food aren't hurting his, himself. Yeah. He puts I himself in that fire. I just think he could, because 
he's ducked you before, right? Uh, uh, as far as a fight goes, no. No, not a fight, but just things that we wanted him to do. Yes. So it, There's always a song and dance that goes with everything. Right, and so this could be another one. So I'm not going to give him that out. Here's my next question, though. After Rosenhaus and I eat this salsa, number one, what do you think the pain toler? What do you think the pain is going to be like for me? We saw, we witnessed one of the guys eat this on Radio Row Super Bowl week. Yes, I think it was one of the guys from 105.3 The Fan in I Dallas. I believe so. I believe it was Sean. Uh, I would say this. Remember, this is not and I have to stress this an old bit to the D or new bit to the DA show. I did eat ghost chili salsa on the show. You did years ago. And I remember being very hot. I did go in for the second scoop, and my mouth burned, I would say, for 10 minutes or so, and he moved on. I, I get the drift because at the time, the ghost pepper was the hottest of all salsas that you could get on the market. I get the sense this is hotter because it's habanero. We've developed. We've advanced in how spicy we like our foods. So this should be a little hotter than that was at the time. I would say it's going to burn you. You're going to have that singe where maybe your voice gives out for a second, but my guess would be, unlike you know somebody taking a crowbar to your knee in months of recovery, 10 minutes or so and you're probably good and back on your feet. I would also recommend to you, and I will not recommend this to him, do yourself a favor. Go get some either rubber or plastic gloves. You don't want that salsa getting into your cuticles or anything like that. Ooh. And I know it's kind of a joke, and I know it tastes gross when you consider what you're eating it with. Seriously, grab yourself a little like a little thing of milk. Do it. Yeah. That's what will numb it. I know it, it looks ridiculous. You want the gloves and the milk. And for you to host, albeit, I hope that Rosenhaus pours like some Dasani or some lemonade down down his fat throat because that's only going to enhance the flames. You don't want to enhance the flames. You want to douse the flames. Milk is the key there. I think you might, well, we're going to do it before we go out to break. Okay. So that I have at least the commercial break. Preferably the 1025 it's going to happen at the 10 o'clock hour Eastern time. That way, Bogus gives me an extra three minutes on the update. He does at the top, too. but Yeah, but remember, it's after 10 a.m. Okay. So it's either going to be 10.25 or 10.55 or something. And um, But coming back from break, at that point, I'm not going to be able to toss to break. So you're going to have to toss to break. Okay. With your latest sports update, here's Andrew Bogus. Yes. Exactly how I do it. That weird <laughs> announcer voice. <laughs> And then I, we'll see how I am coming off the top of the, the next segment. Because there, there could be after effects. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, DA. There is another host working on the show now no, at CBS Sports Radio. That's why I'm going to hand you these <laughs> So something to watch for, something to listen for on Friday. I think you're going to be okay. And I think you're going to put up more of a tough. He is going to. He's going to act like everything's all right, and he's going to end up being, like, his sheep sweats walk up the stairs. Right. The sweat that's going to billow out of his head. I just hope it delivers, because the crow ended up not tasting as awful, and if we go back-to-back eating punishments that don't deliver, yeah. suddenly we start to get a reputation. Yeah. You know, you need this one to hit. You do. Then we build something up, and then it doesn't deliver. Yeah, because if you have back a back-of-the-back and a belly-to-belly, and they're not delivering, it's not good for anybody. It just no. isn't. Bad for our brand. It is, because we've branded our buffoonery. We don't need buffoonery not looking as buffoonery as it should. On Robbie. Oh, man. I will admit. So tired. I've I've overdone Robbie. I, wow. wow. Yes, I'm, I'm going to admit that. Because, and here's when I knew it. We were midway through the Ike interview last week about Robbie. 
And I teased coming up next, Mraz is going to talk to Carver about Robbie. And I'm like, this is just too much now. We're because, tapped out. Because if you follow the thread here, you, after the Super Bowl, after the NFC title game, had Robbie on. Did that PGP, and that started everything. That was the spark. I heard a little juice between you guys. I liked it. I talked about it at the Super Bowl. But he hadn't been on the air with us after that. Mm-hmm. Then you commit the sin of the belch. Then you're suspended. So I said, okay, well, you know what? Now Robbie's coming on. Because I've been talking about how Robbie and you would be good. Right. Now, I don't know why Robbie became such a talk topic without being on the air. Well, he did come on the air, DA, when the Vikings got Kirk Cousins. You said, let's get Robbie up, and that was right around the Belgian Gate. Oh, thought, right. He thought, you thought he brought juice as a Viking fan for that eight-minute spot, and he right. thought he was high and mighty because you booked him as a guest, and I had to book him as a producer as a guest. Right, so that was his first slot on the show. Right. And that was pretty good, and that was a little eight minutes. Then I had him on side A, and that's when the wheels came off because he called out everybody, called himself one of the smartest guys in the business. Beating he, his chest like a gorilla. And he was he came off very that's where he was high and mighty and called out everybody else. And then that was that was appearance number three. Mm-hmm. At that point in time, I think we did need a rebuttal. Well, and because the, it left ripple effects through CBS Sports Radio's newsroom. That's right. So then the following PGP. We get the round table. Well, you were suspended. So you were suspended for one without Robbie? Because you were suspended for two. But you hosted the round table with your triumphant return. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, was the first one was your uh, was the March Madness one. Oh, right. You came in with Freeman, looked at me, said, I got I got the podcast today. Right. Couldn't That's even right. look me in the eyes. That's right. That's then right. Robbie was the one after that. <laughs> That's right. So then once we had Robbie on and he set fire to the newsroom, scorched earth, we had to have a rebuttal. And that led to the town hall. And then you hosted Town Hall, which was great, hysterical. And that's when it should have died. Okay? It just should have died. That's where the correct end was. But after that, Ike texts me and says, hey, I've got something to say. Carver, I, Carver texted me as well. I will spill the beans, he says. Then Carver texts you. I want to spill the beans. So now we've got a rebuttal to the rebuttal. And that and last week's podcast was too much. <laughs> The, I even was exhausted talking about it. I'm in the middle of talking to Ike, and I'm like, this is not interesting anymore. We've already tapped out Robbie, and we've got a side B about Robbie. And so that's when I, that's when I pivoted Ike to talking about his show with Amy and Amy and Tom DiBenedetto, who's, his, who's her producer and works alongside Ike, and we got some of the inner workings there. Careful. I'm just saying, I asked him about. I know. That. So... Once we got to the end of Carver, and I thought Carver was fantastic. I really did. I think he was fantastic. But once I got to the end of that, I said, okay, we're done with Robbie here. We've we've tapped this this storyline out. And here we are 11 minutes into this podcast, and his game's still getting mentioned. <laughs> but we have- We're doing a whole side A about how Robbie's finished. <laughs> but he's coming up <laughs> to eat the salsa. salsa. Costanza, <laughs> Robbie Rosenhaus. So we can't, we can't shake him. No, we can't, we can't shake him. 
He's unbelievable. He's like a virus. You can't shake. And if something theatrical happens Friday, (laughs) we may need him on next week's BGP to discuss eating the salsa. Exactly, because you know he's going to say something or something he says is going to become a drop. Oh, I think the one thing we look at, Robbie, is the drops live on because they're funny. (laughs) The character needs to die. But I'm I'm using Robbie drops personally. In Nomad, you're going, yeah, what? You know, you're doing all that on Nomad. Wow. Wow. That's like so. With two people behind you at City Field. <laughs> you didn't even realize you're doing it. <laughs> sad now. It really is. It is sad. It's, it, it is sad. Because you know what ended up happening? I was. And you made the poor guy even more an enemy than he already was. <laughs> Well, I think he did that to himself. Well, but if he didn't have this platform, he would just be, you know, Robbie. Well, so. He sandbagged himself there. <laughs> okay. I was the sitcom director. I was the director of a, of a very successful, long-running sitcom. And I saw a cameo appearance to shoehorn it. It was like, you know, when you have to bring in some t- It was like, if I was directing different strokes, and then I was like, oh, Yakov Smirnoff needs to be on this episode. And I really liked Yakov Smirnoff. And then I was like, we need him in here for like four straight episodes. I overdid it. I kept bringing them back. I overdid it. And then suddenly the rating started to dip. And the network execs were like, why do you keep having Yakov Smirnoff on the show? There's actually a current relevant reference to that. Last year, and you're going to kill me for this, the final episode of the Kevin James sitcom, Kevin Can Wait, yeah. they brought back Leah Remini as a former cop partner of Kevin James. Yeah. Okay, She used to be the co-star King of Queens. One cameo appearance Ratings went up for that one episode because it was like, well, this is like King of Queens all over again. So what do they do? They turn around and they fake kill off the wife over the summer. You never find out how she dies. And they bring in Leah Remini as a full-time character. And this season has not been as good as season one on Kevin Can Wait. So wait a second. In the summer, they just mysteriously killed his wife? So everything's fine. <laughs> she, to end the season. Is Kevin James now distraught? Kevin James, the first episode, is distraught for about three minutes. And uh, they basically discuss how, I guess she, I don't know if she got cancer or something. Like in the three months, it all happened quickly. Boy, yeah, that's a quick spreading or cancer. Some, they did something like that because she's physically never on again. They make reference to her dying. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, long Boom, Leah Remini's there, and all of a sudden they're partners working on a security oh team together. They... And Kevin James is back to making stupid fat jokes. Oh, my goodness. And I felt bad for the actress because she didn't deserve to go. Why? Because Leah Remini had some. So this would be like you killing off Bilotti and throwing <laughs> Rosenhaus here. And here we are two weeks into it. We're going, we got too much Rosenhaus. Our ratings are dipping. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Wow, Yes. Wow. So if you watch yeah. that, you would know this is the current. You are the producers that Kevin can wait here, seeing like they thought they had something, and now it's too late. One of my friends texted me the other night that he had said the worst moment of his life was being in that bar during the Subway series when the Mets lost to the Yankees. Hysterical line. Okay, but did he factor in his wife dying? Yes. Oh. So that was the comedy of it. That was the line of the episode. So for those of you who watch Kevin Can Wait on CBS, yeah. they go to a local pizzeria and bar. That's like the place they go to every episode, okay? Oh, Kevin God. James and his friends. They're Regal Beagle. Yes. This is like, you They're know. central perk. Right. Exactly. This is the central perk of Kevin Can Wait, all right? The owner now of Enzo's Pizzeria is selling, Okay. And he, he wants out. Tough year for Kevin. Tough year. So Kevin James. <laughs> loses his wife, loses his pizzeria. Loses his pizzeria. Kevin James is now going to go to the town of Massapequa board to say that it should qualify for historical like grounds purposes that it can't get torn down, right? Oh, God. So he goes oh, and is an explanation. He discusses how 
at the darkest moment of his life, the, and the, the music at the sitcom drops, they show the daughter start to cry, and you go, okay, this is it. We've waited all year. He's finally going to open up about the wife's death. Right. And he goes, it was October 2000. Ninth inning, Mike Piazza is going to fly. The Mets lose to the Yankees, and the and the whole running joke is the darkest moment of his life isn't his fake wife dying; it's yeah. the Mets losing to the Yankees. Which so is very funny if you watch it live because they set it up. You see the daughter about to cry, but again, just how dopey we're playing off the wife's death that didn't deserve it. Yeah, I love how you got friends watching it now too. Yeah, apparently. So, so that's the Robbie Rosenhaus arc story arc. Sixteen minutes in story the story arc. <laughs> that's the story arc. I do want to talk about the web stream today oh. because the simulcast watched, on Wednesday, Wednesday. Let's yes. reference the day. Yeah. Wednesday, watchda.com has been a tremendous asset for us. So many people watch so many videos go viral that we use and put on YouTube. We put on Facebook. It's just been so good. And Andrew Kaplan, who I think at the end of every show has done 90% of our producing on that side of things. And he's just so good, and people have heard him here. He's done a side B with you. Mm-hmm. He's just a star. And today, Wednesday, we've had some little glitches in the web stream, the digital simulcast at watchda.com the last couple of days. Today, it went to hell in a handbasket. Oh, yeah, it did. It crapped the bed. And apparently, there was a, a Windows update that automatically restarted overnight, and it crashed all of our computers around here. Half our newsroom's out right now. Nope. On a simple update. I'm going to have to edit our podcast in the studio we're recording it instead of at a workstation. So everything is just busted out there. Yeah. It's causing a little friction, too, between people who need computers. Because Rich Ackerman likes to take up three computers during a shift, and he can only get one of them right now, so he's not happy. How does Ack take up three computers? It's, it's I'm over-exaggerating. Th- so he has an update closet, if you will, a little studio for right. where he does updates for 880, which is a sister station, right. which he could stay in the whole time. But he claims that his allergies are bad in there. You're kidding. So he comes out and he takes up one of our seven workstations we have in the newsroom, and he sets it up where he's got a million food items out there. And I get it. Okay, he wants to be. Maybe you just want to be part of the newsroom, and not be privacy. That's fine. But in a situation like today, and you understand that half the newsroom's out, can you just take one for the team and go in there? You could work in there. You could do. He could do all his work in there without ever having to step foot in the newsroom. Yeah. And now we got you know poor guys trying to mix down their shows, podcasts out there. Taz and the Moose's producer. Uh, Tiki Tierney's producers out there, and it's just there's no room to work. So Cap wasn't even involved in our pre-show meeting because he was trying to get the simulcast up and running. Apparently, this update had totally blown up the inner workings of our simulcast computer and our TriCaster and everything like that. And so during the show, he's got guys from digital working on the simulcast like on their backs on the floor trying to wa- rewire things. Rewiring everything. Keyboard worked when the mouse didn't. Mouse worked when the keyboard didn't. They couldn't get it going simultaneously. You can't do anything with just one and not the other. It was just a disaster. 9.35 or so, 9.38, I go out for the break. Bogus doing the update. <laughs> one of the engineers is walking out the door with a paper bag. Oh, where are you going? <laughs> We're not off. We, we got the simulcast up. He goes, it's nothing we could do. Nothing we could do. It's 9.38. We got to go until noon. Can we keep working on this until at least noon? They give up easy around here. Now you know the mentality I have. I mean, seriously. It looked like he was going out to lunch. He was? It's not even 10 a.m. Well, some of these guys get here 3 in the morning. It is lunch. Can we work? He goes, ah. After I started being like, well, when is the when are we going to be back working on this? 
And I could just tell he thought he was going to sail into the hallway. He Had he been he, a minute quicker, he would have. Exactly. He was going to be out the door, eating lunch, never to be heard from again. And I'm going to come out and go, oh, uh, what's going on? And Cap is going to go like, they left me. So I go, well, <laughs> what happened? What, what are we doing here? Well, I don't know how to do it. I've never seen anything like this. We've got to call somebody else. When somebody else comes back, he'll be he'll be the one that we ask. And I'm like, all right, that's a start. So then I go back. I go, okay, well, let me know when this guy comes back. Why I got to be doing this while I'm hosting the show, I don't know. But, look, I take some of this upon myself. At times I can be a micromanager. The, the digital simulcast has been my baby for a long time, and so I've become the point man on this. Even though I should not be, I should be hosting the show. I go back to Cap. He's in an empty room. I go, hey, man, they ain't coming back. He goes, what do you mean? They just left. He goes, they said they were coming back. I go, I know. They're not. <laughs> so he's like, what? Nobody alerted anybody. So because I was like, hey, we need answers here. We we got two and a half hours of the show left. Can we at least work on this to maybe get the second half of the show? It never got back up. But I went back and I told the bosses during a commercial break, hey, this is what's going on. One of our bosses finally came in to give the update. He couldn't even give the update to me. He had to give the update to you. Scared. Absolutely scared. <laughs> I did get an update at the end, though. Okay. Looks like we're getting a brand new machine for podcasting. No, that's uh, for, nice. I mean, I'm sorry, for, for the web stream. No, that's and it great. could be installed as early as tomorrow. Okay. So that would be good. If there was a positive that came out of this, yesterday or Wednesday's show would not be in video form, but that we would get a new piece of equipment out of it. And it should be after that smooth sailing, but with this, you never know. Is this it now for the PGP? Uh, For side A, yes. We're getting the call. We have to yield the studio to CMB. Our friends Bart Scott, Maggie Gray, and Chris Carlin need to tape an interview here. Okay. So we're going to yield out here on side A. Side B, I'm going to go to another studio and tape with Andrew Bogus coming up. Okay. Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. I'm eating death by salsa with Robbie Rosenhaus. The only way I could describe it is, wow, is that so? Side B is right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome to Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B, as you already know, because you just heard me on Side A. How about that? Me on A and B equals C equals AB, who's here with me, Andrew Bogish. I don't know how we got to that math equation, but Andrew Bogish is with us here on Side B. Hey, that um, that almost made sense. You almost had a math equation used correctly there. Yeah, which never happens. No. I have a weird way of never making sense, but trying to make sense at the same time, and I sell people on it. Well, first and foremost, I really have to formally welcome you. You're on the uh, the picture of the Permission Writer podcast yes. on the feed promoting yeah. it, and I think this is only your second appearance. And by the way, we've been to this time slot next week. I think will be a year. And I think that this is really the only time I've been officially pre-invited. The last time, it was like a last-second thing. Like, bogus, you're out there. Come in here. Right, and even this time, I had to point down that I hadn't really fully been invited, and now here I am. So I'm only half appreciative of this. Well, I will say this. It was brought to my attention by Pete Bellotti, and it was, you know, as you can see, the last couple weeks when we've beat this Robbie Rosenhaus story to death. Yes. That uh, maybe, as Bellotti pointed out, hey, Bogus isn't on there enough. I don't know if he's getting scared off on doing them, but maybe we go with like an every other week for a while thing with you and Bellotti. Yeah, I'm fine with that. 
You know? Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. I think that's a person that you have a part of the show. And before I get, because I want to get to a little Bilotti trashing in just okay, a good. Yes. That we didn't Let get me sit down. That we didn't get to on the show. But real quickly, you have picked Robbie Rosenhaus to eat the salsa. Yes. I just want to get inside your brain on why Robbie Rosenhaus as we approach salsa eating day on Friday. Well, as I said on the air, it really was only about him or you. Because I couldn't kill Jacob. He would burn from the inside out eating the salsa. And didn't I couldn't disrespect DA. It's his show. He's nice enough to let all of us be a part of it. Oh, I, I couldn't make him eat the salsa. Stop pointing that down the middle. Then it came down to you and Robbie. And, and you looked at two fat guys, both with shaved heads. Well, I looked at it in a way that apparently nobody else did. Because our good friend Kenny Brock texted me, I think even before I left the studio after making the announcement that I had <laughs> messed up. Uh, and that I should have picked you. And I got a sense that maybe DA thought I should have picked you because it would have been easier from a scheduling thing. You're you. You deserve all bad things that come your way. But I thought two things. One, beating up on you is a little bit old. And Thank you. A little bit. Not completely. We shouldn't stop it all together, but maybe some take some breaks. And I think that I have a confidence in you that – you're not going to be bothered by this. That I, I like. I want reaction. I want tears. I want coughing. If someone needs the hospital, that's even better. I think <laughs> you eat it and go. Eh, oh, it's a little spicy, and then, then we're fine. Robbie, to me, gives the better chance of a really good reaction. And in respect for you, he needs to be brought down a little bit here because you need to win a battle head to head with him here after a, a winning streak for him. I appreciate you doing that. It's nice to finally have somebody have my back. I will say this on side A, DA called Robbie a bit of a wussy and thinks that he will cower in this situation. And also, the story arc of the Robbie Rosenhaus character has been beat to death. I mean, the writers need <laughs> it's to write over. him off. The writers need to write him off. And yeah. maybe this is the way he gets killed off right. by just freaking out in the salsa and we never hear from Robbie again on the yeah. DA show. Which I think is very much in play. And, like, if he, it's on the table that he doesn't show up at all on Friday. And then he's just out. That would be... What, see, what's a better scenario? He doesn't show up or he eats the salsa and it's bad? Like, as far as, like, stories for the show go. Um, I think it might be funnier long term if he doesn't show up and he's, like, excommunicated. And yeah, we can because- never reference him again or anything like that. His mind, he could not show up and go, well, this will prolong my lifespan. Oh, no. Because then no, no, I'll no. be I'll become a storyline that I didn't right. show up. We can't have that. So you think if he doesn't show, he's just excommunicated that's and that's it. it. That's it. He's out. Okay. Never to be mentioned again on the show. I like that. I like that. Can't work on the show. We'll get Marinick and Spitz to sign off on this. He can never replace either you or Pete during I the A's show. Nothing. I still want him to eat that hot salsa because not to be too in-depth and gross. When I go to like a Chipotle or something, I get their hottest salsa. Yeah. <sighs> you better. You better. Shut up shop for a, for a day. Yeah, well, I want to try Because it's going to be a situation on in a porcelain. I, uh, I, I want to try it until DA said that he heard somebody, like, couldn't talk for hours after eating it. Yeah, we saw their face in Minnesota. It was yeah. bad. So, no, never mind. No, I'm good. I Like, I've tried enough hot things. I'm good. I'm going to yeah. watch them be miserable. Plus, I took a little bit of the crow when Kenny was in. You did. So, I'm good on that. Now, speaking of wussies, this is what I really wanted to get yeah. into. Because we didn't get a chance to play up this storyline this week on the show, as we've already done three shows. Pete the Body Bilotti was not in on Monday. Right. Why was he not in? Do you do you want to take a guess or do you know? Oh, I don't have to guess. Uh, he was not in because he was up late watching WrestleMania whatever <laughs> the night before. <laughs> now, I think he might have done like a backdoor cover where he, he scheduled something else to make it look like that's why he was off and WrestleMania was the coincidence, but it was always the other way around. Yeah, he definitely took off for WrestleMania and then realized, well, I'm off. I won't sleep till noon. Right, let me go to the dentist or I like, can actually meet a get DJ Aaron's for the wedding. Done, which yeah. is fine. Again, right. no, 
I'm a big believer at a workplace that when you have vacation days to use or you have personal days to use or whatever, holiday days to use, I hate the idea of giving your company back days. Yeah. And saying, oh, I'm, I'm the good employee here. I'm going to give back days. And I hate to be the spokesperson for all companies here. Genera- generally, in the long run, companies or big conglomerates don't give a crap about no. you. No. So you shouldn't. And if you give back days at the end of the year, in three months when it's April, every boss in your job, for the most part, and most companies are not going to remember that you gave back those days. So if you have them, you use them, and you should use them any way you see fit. Whether it's you're going on a vacation, Peter, you went to Disney, or whether, okay, I have, let's say, three weeks of vacation. I'm going to go one legitimate vacation. Use your days how they see fit. And if he's a big wrestling fan, he wants to stay up and watch wrestle take off, fine. That being said, it's still WrestleMania. Exactly. And, like, just be tired. Just be tired. And and also chair for six hours. Big deal. You're in sports radio, right? Right. To me, you're coming across as a bit of a fraud now when you take off on WrestleMania from this standpoint. How late do World Series games go? I know. Midnight, right? Yeah. How late do Sunday night or Monday night football games go? It's 11.30. So he's not taking off for those, which tells me one thing. He's not watching them. Of course not. So if you're in sports radio and you're not watching big events like that that go late, but you're staying up for WrestleMania, you're a loser. And he didn't go. In the past, he's gone to WrestleMania. Right. Whole other story. Right. Take your days. I mean, we're still going to give you crap for that, but you're there. He just was up late watching it This is and now, wanted to sleep by in. By the way, two vacation days used in 2018 on wrestling events. <laughs> the other was the day after the Royal Rumble right. when we were on Radio Row and we couldn't even have him in here because right. he had to watch Royal Rumble. Right. Now, the other part of this is Taz hosted a wrestling show yes. till 2 a.m. and then had the show uh, hosting it at 6 a.m., after Stab watched WrestleMania, he was here. Anthony Pierno, we had on the air, break down WrestleMania. He's a big wrestling fan. He was here, stayed up. I mean, she whiz, Pete. I mean, and Pete loves Taz like nobody else. You'd think he'd want to be here, have immediate reaction, like kiss Taz's yes! body even more. This is the WrestleMania to do it. You're finally in with a pro wrestler. Nothing. Who, to close this on this note, I should acknowledge this because he came out on Twitter. I know you're going to plead the fifth here because you work on that show. Taz is not happy with me. I have to get that out of the way and acknowledge that he is not happy with me. Yeah. I took a run at the WWE Hall of Fame, and what I was really doing was taking a run at the adult fans of the WWE Hall of Fame who weren't whether wrestlers won enough big title fights as if, you know, it's Dan Marino not winning a Super Bowl to warrant Hall of Fame consideration. I saw a lot of this debate on my timeline, and I called those people out. Taz... Basically, I'll just put it out there because I, I like the guy, has questioned whether I have... I have attacked his brotherhood, <laughs> his integrity, his uh, his way of making a living for 25 years. And I want to put this out there publicly. I am not offending, trying to offend Taz or any other wrestler out there, but more so you adult fans who, I'm sorry, have become absolute dopes and <laughs> know that these matches are scripted, but yet act like they really matter when push comes to shove for Hall of Fame credentials. But yet, because I have that take, I am not going to delete it like I deleted a Sister Jean tweet. Good for you. Be show. strong. You're learning I'm going to be strong. Yeah. Screw you, WWE Hall of Fame fans. But Taz, I'm sorry. Please don't choke me out. And he is, by the way, Wednesday, hasn't said a word to me in three days. Yeah, well, I can speak from experience of being on Taz's bad side yes. from the leftovers slash cut line debacle of early you know 2018. Best. So uh, my my advice to you is just lay low. I'm going to. Lay it smooth. I tried to say a low Monday. didn't work out. And then there'll be a window where you can jump in, whether it's, you know, you maybe you can help him with something. Maybe you want to book him on the show. Maybe you're going to host... You're going to fill in hosts from like two to six leading into them one day and your pass will cross that way. And then you just slowly endear yourself back in and it'll be okay. He might be mad now, 
but he doesn't apparently hold grudges. Because you're back in now. You had the host I am a couple shows on him. You're back in, but you were really All frozen in. down. All it almost in. seems like maybe there's always somebody he's got to be mad at. So right now I'm on that site. I'm not going to break down anything else and get in any more trouble. I'm just going to say that I'm all back in, I think, after being almost completely out. All right. Well, you can follow Andrew Bogish and his very down-the-line takes at... Down-the-line? I was trying to take a shot at you. I know. I've, I feel like I'm a... Maybe not. <laughs> I was smart enough to not actually hit send on my snarky wrestling tweet over the weekend. So. I wasn't. I know. I wasn't. I know. A lot of people are chit-chatting. Well, uh, either way, you can follow you. It's yeah, somewhere. at Andrew Bogish. And you can, see, I never know how to spell the last name. Uh, B-O-G-U-S-C-H. There's an extra letter in there that throws people off. Hate the extra letter. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Not my real name, but it's easy to spell. M-R-A-Z CBS. Thank you, Andrew. We'll catch you hey, again soon. I'll see you again in like six months. Thanks, All right. Sean. Sounds good. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 